As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Dairy Gold Agribusiness. For quality feed, expert service and support you can trust. Welcome to our programme. I'm John O'Connor. Coming up, James Burke, Dairy Gold Agribusiness, on the specialist grassland service now available, IFA beef finishers to protest on Wednesday morning as government ministers meet at Blackrock Castle in Cork. Dairy Sustainability Day planned for 3rd of May. Minister Creed to attend Bank of Ireland seminar in Ballancolig. But our top story, William Birchall, Chagask and Dairy Gold Joint Programme Facilitator, Chagask Moorpark from Moy, on some upcoming events and other topics. Welcome to the programme, William. First of all, those upcoming events. Hi, John. Yes, there's a series of forestry management walks um, taking place. And the next of these is taking place on Monday, the 29th of April at 7pm. And the meeting point for this meeting is Ballet Desmond GA uh, uh, Centre. And the topic here will be early management of mainly Siska spruce forestry. And I suppose this presents the opportunity for, for people to come and see different forestry management in action. And it will also give people have the, op- have the option to see and discuss some of their own issues um, in terms of their own sites and forestries. And there will be Chagas experts available on the day to discuss this with them. Uh, our next event then is our, our Chagas Dairy Gold Co-op and Munster AI breeding event on Tuesday the 30th of April at 11am on the farm of Pat Mulcahy in Killa. The air code for his farm is P36YD57. So the farm event will be signposted from Killa. And it's a KT-approved dairy event. And this will be a very interesting event as Pat is a monitor farmer under the current Chagas Dairy Gold Giant Programme. And his focus is on high output grazing systems. And he's producing over 600 kilos of milk solids per cow. And I suppose our final event um, to highlight for this week is 
there's a Dairy Sustainability Day event on Friday, the 3rd of May at 11 a.m. on the farm of Trevor and Olive uh, Crowley, Hornhill, Lasarda. And the year code for that farm is P14PT94. So Trevor and Oliver Crowley are an Origin Green Farm Award winners. Uh, they won it for the most reduced carbon footprint. And I suppose on the day we'll be able to highlight what Trevor has done to reduce his carbon footprint. And there'll be speakers from Chagas, Dairy Gold, uh, Co-op, Boardbia, Monster AI and from Wildworks. So those are the upcoming events? They're the upcoming events uh, for the next week or so, yeah. Grassland, with temperatures apparently picking up in the past week or so, what would farmers need to be doing vis-a-vis grassland management? Temperatures have picked up reasonably well in the last couple of weeks and what we're seeing on the ground is that grass growth rates have really picked up as well. Um, so I suppose some farmers are measuring grass, you know, they're looking at how much grass they have on the farm each week and I suppose the growth rate has even has almost doubled in the last week or so. So I suppose the key things that we, be, we will be saying to farmers is, I suppose, things will can change very fast in their farm this time of the year with the uptake in the weather. So it's important for them to walk the farm and to assess how much grass they have in front of their livestock. I suppose they have to try and ensure that they keep good quality grass in front of their livestock to ensure that they'll produce good milk or to put on live weight gain. And also it's a very important time as well to have good quality grass in front of the cattle um, because of the upcoming breeding season. Um, I suppose in terms of keeping good quality in front of, in front of livestock, I suppose we will be trying to encourage farmers to you know, to graze their paddocks down um, to um, a good, um, clean um, residual of grass at the end at the end of the grazing. So this will kind of ensure that there'll be less um, stem um, coming back in the paddock for the next time they go into the paddock, and that'll ensure that there's good quality for the next rotation. You know, for some farmers, then we'll follow a grazing rotation, and they'll they'll have they'll work off the number of days in the rotation they're following. So as for this time of the year, we'll be recommending farmers to try and keep to maybe an 18 to 21 day rotation, depending on the, the growth rate. Um, also as well, we'd be kind of a, a key point would be to, to, I suppose, to take action when growth rates do rise. And if grass is starting to get ahead of stock and if, there's, if the grass is getting too high in front of stock, we would say that if you were to come in and take out maybe some surplus bales of silage, you know, so if paddocks are getting strong, they can skip over some of these paddocks, take them out for bales, make good quality bales, and then skip on to paddocks that have a, a, a better quality grass in front of them for the cattle. Um, also as well, you know, we've had some mixed weather, I suppose, in the last kind of three or four weeks as well. And, you know, in some, in some cases, farmers may not have had the opportunity to graze out their paddocks cleanly, let the, as cleanly, and this will leave a bit of stem left over in those paddocks. So, you know, it's a good, these paddocks are probably the best ones to maybe to earmark, to take out for bale silage maybe in the next, in the next few weeks. It'll help to correct the quality in them and ensure that they'll have good quality grass in those paddocks then for the, for the next part of the grazing season.
And an important point on those paddocks that we cut silage off of or take round bales of silage off of is that, you know, those bales can remove a lot of P's and K's from the from the paddocks. So we would kind of advise farmers to put back um, slurry on those paddocks where they've cut off surplus bales. And a rough rule of thumb we would work off of is that if you take off three or four bales per acre, you're talking about putting back about a thousand gallons of slurry for every three or four bales per acre you remove. So very important tips there and recommendations regarding good grassland management at the moment. Now, turning to fertiliser, William, what type of fertiliser should farmers be spreading this time of the year in order to maximise growth? I suppose traditionally we would start off in the springtime and we would spread our, our urea fertiliser because really, you know, urea is, I suppose, the cheapest form of nitrogen we can spread and urea works particularly well in the springtime. And then generally now around this time of the year, we would switch over and we would use, um, I suppose, can-based nitrogen fertiliser products. And, you know, and can also is is a type of nitrogen that's in, in, in compound fertilizers such as 18612 or 27, 2.5, just for example. But John, there's actually a new type of fertil a relatively new type of fertilizer available now on the on the Irish market. And it's called protected urea. And some some of you might have known this for example as um as KAN is another is a name that is a, is a typical name that's used that is protected urea. This protected urea, what it essentially is, is is the same normal urea fertilizer, and it has an inhibitor coated on the fertilizer, and this stops the urea from being kind of burnt off or evaporated off when we get kind of warmer temperatures during the summertime. And like, it's for this reason why we would normally have moved from urea to can. But with this protected urea, it allows us to use this type of urea product during the summertime. And Chagas has done extensive work on this um, protected urea. Um, they measured grass growth rates uh, on sites in Cork, Wexford and Belfast. And they compared urea can and protected urea on these sites for two or three years. And basically what they have found is that the protected urea grew the same level of grass as can. And also, I suppose, if we dig into it a bit more and look at what the other benefits are of protected urea, uh, one of the benefits is that protected urea is actually slightly cheaper than using can. So that's one positive. There's more money in the farmer's pocket. Also as well, and I suppose it's something that is coming down the line a lot more and, and thing, it's something that farmers are hearing a lot more about, and it's the whole area of, of carbon emissions and reducing our carbon footprint. And protected urea actually has a lot lower carbon emissions than, using, than when, we, when we use can. So I suppose like to, to sum it up, the protected urea is growing the same level of grass as can, it's cheaper than can, and it's also better, I suppose, just for the environment. Another aspect of fertilizer that we need to be thinking about around this time of the year, John, then as well, would be using sulfur. So using sulfur has been found to 
increase the crude proteins of our silage and also it's been found to help help the actual efficiency of the nitrogen fertilizer we use. So typically what we would be recommending is to spread about 15 units of sulfur per acre on grazing ground and we'd be aiming to get this sulfur out in the months of April, May, June and maybe July. So to get those 15 units out over that period of time. We'd also recommend uh, 15 units of sulfur per acre for first cut silage and then for people planning maybe second cuts later on in, um, later on in May, um, you would need 10 units of sulfur per acre for second cut. Um, so there's a range of different ways you can go about putting on sulfur. Um, I suppose the, the best practice approach is a little and often approach. So there's products that have maybe 3 to 5% sulfur in them, such as sulfacan, or you can get most compound fertilizers that will have, you can order it with sulfur. So maybe three to five rounds of sulfacan will give you 15 units. Or else what some farmers will do is spread one round of um, what's called ASN, and that has 15 units in it. So they spread one round of that to the acre, it'll give them their 15 units, and that's their sulfur spread uh, on the grazing ground for the year. And this sulfur is costing maybe an extra 10 euros per tonne, uh, when we're buying our fertilizer, but the benefits you get is well outweighs the, the, the slight extra cost. Thank you, William. Mr. William Birchall, Chagask and Dairy Gold Joint Programme Facilitator, Chagasmoor Park for Moy. Dairy Sustainability Day taking place on Friday, 3rd of May 2019 at 11am on the farm of Trevor and Olive Crowley, Horn Hill, Lissarda, Cardi Cork, P14, TP94. Organised jointly in conjunction with Dairy Gold Cooperative Society, our sponsor, Chogisk, Board Beer and Origin Green. Expert speakers on the day, including Board Beer, Chogisk, Munster Bovine, Wildworks and CCAD, will address the event. Topics include carbon emission reductions, Board Beer producers report, energy saving on farm, biodiversity, soil fertility, water quality. That's the Dairy Sustainability Day, Friday 3rd of May 2019, 11am, on the award-winning farm of Trevor and Olive Crowley, Hornhill, Lissarda County Cork, P14, TP94, all welcome. Joining us on the Dairy Gold Farm Talk programme, Mr James Burke, Dairy Gold Technical Sales Advisor and also Grassland Specialist. Now, you offer a Grassland Specialist service, James. Could you tell our listeners something about this um, Grassland Specialist service? Hi, John. The Grassland Specialist service is run across the Dairy Gold catchment area and it's a free service offered to all our members. And it intends to improve grassland productivity and sward weed control on farms. So my role as the grassland specialist in means that I'm available to offer advice both over the phone and on farms uh, to to improve all aspects of grassland management uh, with, with a specific focus on grassland weed control in both new layers and in established swards as well as offering advice on receding. Phone contacts and any other contacts which people can have to hand. So if they'd like to write down the phone numbers you're going to give us now, speaking to Mr James Burke, Dairy Gold Technical Sales Advisor and Grassland Specialist. 
So my mobile phone number is 086-793-8408. So that's 086-793-8408. And you can also contact your Dairy Gold Area sales manager or your local branch uh, for any queries on grass and weed control or receding. We'll give those numbers again. What kind of questions are farmers asking you at the moment, James, about your service? I suppose one of the most common questions I'm getting at the moment is uh, what is the actual real value in controlling weeds that are on farms at the moment? So I suppose just a few rough figures. If you have an infestation of docks in a field, for example, and it covers about 10% of the surface area, uh, controlling these docks with a broad spectrum weed control can allow you to grow an extra one ton of grass dry, uh, grass dry matter per hectare per year. And we'll say Togish studies would value this at 180 euro. And roughly speaking, this would give you a threefold return on your investment. So in all our branches, the 35 branches across our catchment, we have chemical solutions for weed control for every price range. Could we look at some of the more common weeds? Uh, I'm sure farmers uh, will be aware of most of these, if not all of them. But to remind our listeners of the type of weeds that tend to cause problems. So the common weeds on farms. I suppose there's a large weed burden on farms this year uh, due to drought conditions last year. And... Uh, Farmers just not getting a chance to spray. The most common weeds are chickweeds, dock, and dandelion. And I suppose the best time to control these at this stage of the year now is two to three weeks after regrowth. So chickweed is actually after becoming a major problem this year on farms, uh, due to swards being opened uh, from drought conditions uh, the mid to the end of last year. So, and there's actually two types of chickweed. So there's common chickweed, which we're all familiar with, which kind of is low to the ground. And that's only an annual uh, plant. There's also mousier chickweed, which is a perennial weed. And you could consider this like a dock. It'll grow every year. And it's easily identified. It's lighter in color than normal chickweed. And it also has hairs both under and over the leaf. So this weed, because it's perennial, must be chemically controlled. I understand you also deal with uh, various varieties of seed uh, mixtures. Yes, I do indeed. So in our grass seed range for this year, we have four mixtures. So I'll give a brief run through them. So we have the number one, which is the high clover grazing. This mixture is 62% tetraploid. I suppose I should say at this point as well that all our mixtures are available with and without clover. Uh, moving on then, the number two, uh, the two-cut silage uh, mixture. Um, this mixture has great spring growth and it's designed for early cut silage and later subsequent cuts as well. And this mixture is 39% tetraploid. The number three then is the Extin Gold. So this mixture is for the farmer that's getting their cows out early in February and it's 46% tetraploid. And finally then the number four mixture is the heavy soils mixture. Uh, so this mixture is 73% diploid and has a ground score of 6.3. 
speaking to Mr. James Burke, Dairy Gold Technical Sales Advisor and Grassland Specialist Service. Could I ask you to please give our listeners some telephone contacts or, or general advice as to how they can find out more about the service you're offering? In conjunction with your Dairy Gold Area Sales Manager uh, and your branches, I'm the Grassland Specialist and I can be contacted on 86 793 8408. I will take any queries on grassland weed control, be it in recedes or established grassland, and on receding as well also. So my number again is 086-793-8408. Very important receding event is coming up soon. You might please remind our listeners about... We actually have a number of receding events coming up, and they'll all focus on creating the correct conditions for germination, and we control in the new lays. So farmers can keep an eye out for the advertisement of these events in posters on posters and branches, online and of course in our own publications such as Milk Matters. Your contact number for any queries regarding the grassland special service. I can be contacted in conjunction with your area sales manager and your local branch. So my number is 086 793-8408 so that again is 086-793-8408 and I'd be happy to answer any queries on grass and weed control be it in new sown lays or in established grassland and any queries about your receding options this year. Thank you very much indeed Mr James Burke, Dairy Gold Technical Sales Advisor and also Grassland Specialist Service Provider. Thank you James and thank you in particular for coming into the studio. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Thank you, James. We are joined on the Dairy Gold Farm Talk programme by the IFA Munster Chairman, Mr. John Coughlin. John, welcome to the programme. Now, two very important events taking place next week. You might uh, please remind our listeners uh, what these are. Yes, John, there are two major events coming up. First one, obviously, is uh, an NEP meeting in Springford Hall on Tuesday night, April the 30th at 8pm. This is a meeting where all EMEP candidates have been invited to address farmers and address the concerns that farmers have and to explain to farmers at the meeting how they are prepared to support farmers in the new commission if they are elected. It's actually a very important meeting, I think, for farmers to see who the candidates are and what they stand for. And I would urge all farmers to attend that meeting and question the MEPs and put their concerns to the MEP candidates on Tuesday night, April the 30th, in Springford Hall. The second thing that's event that's coming up, John, is that IFA are holding a major Brexit beef rally in Cork on Wednesday morning. 
there's a, um, you know, people may not know, but there was a cabinet meeting in Blackrock Castle on, in Cork on next Wednesday morning, and IFA have decided that we are going to put our concerns in relation to the beef prices to the cabinet at that protest. Basically, what most beef farmers know at this stage is that beef finishers since the 1st of September have lost over 100 million euros mainly due to Brexit and this has been acknowledged by the Minister it has been acknowledged by the EU Commission that Brexit has had an effect in the beef price that farmers have got here in Ireland since September and we've asked the Minister and the European Commission to put the compensation package in place that they have claimed is there for the Brexit issues and to deliver it now to Irish beef finishers who have taken huge losses over the past couple of months so what we're doing is we're having a protest outside that cabinet meeting in Blackrock Castle. We're asking farmers to assemble at 8.30am to meet the ministers as they attend that meeting and we're going to have a major rally at 10.30am in Blackrock Castle. Obviously there are farmers there who will find it difficult to be out for half past eight in the morning. I expect all beef finishers to be available at half eight in the morning but I would hope that some of the other dairy farmers and etc. would show their support for the half past eight half past ten rally and I suppose John look all county chairman and all branch chairman will know about this over the weekend and I will ask farmers to contact their branch chairman uh, about getting to Blackrock Castle. We hear an enormous amount of anguish regarding the vulture funds as the IFA have held a demonstration. Are there any plans for the IFA to meet with uh, the banks, uh, the so-called pillar banks vis-a-vis the vulture funds and to try and in some way is this a problem? I know recently you did, you did hold a demonstration. Well, yes, John, following uh, our demonstration at the AIB AGM in, um, in Barsbridge in Dublin last uh, Wednesday morning, we have secured a meeting with the chief executive of AIB, Colin Hunt. He's meeting IFA next Friday, and we would hope that there would be uh, he would have some results for us at that meeting. We have put to him that we are not going to accept any loans being sold to vulture funds where farmers are genuinely trying to repay those loans and where there has been negotiations taking place. Any of those loans have to be withdrawn from that sale to the vulture funds and that's what we are asking AIB to do. That's what we are demanding them to do. So they are meeting us next uh, next Friday and that was uh, as a direct result of the protest and I think, look, the same will happen with any other bank if they do decide to sell genuine farmer loans that can be repaid we're not going to stand by and let it happen. Quite apart from the vulture funds issue, I understand uh, Chairman of your Farm Business Committee, Martin Stapleton, he's also on the board of the new IBCB Irish Banking Culture Board. He is uh, contending that smaller borrowers in the range of, we'll say, twenty to €50,000, they aren't getting the same kind of favourable interest rates that people looking for, we'll say, €500,000 would get. What's the background to that? That's the very big issue that's out there today, John. I think, look, uh, we know that there is an issue with the banking service in Ireland. We're down out to three main banks, and they have uh, they have tightened the purse strings. They have, uh, they have actually put huge stipulations in place when it comes to borrowing money. Obviously, some of it is stemming from the banking crisis, and they obviously have... Uh, have 
conditions that they have to deal with. But the reality on the ground is that there are farmers out there who have cash flow problems, mainly due to the weather last year, where an awful lot of farmers had to buy a lot of extra fodder, has created cash flow problems. And we are seeing the farmers are having difficulty in securing short-term credit from the banks. We are also hearing of farmers who are paying ridiculous interest rates for short-term credit, and that doesn't make sense. And as you say, it appears that banks are prepared to lend big sums of money long term to people, but they're not as anxious to be lending working capital. And that's where we find a huge difficulty, considering that the banks are and have been heavily funded by the state, by the taxpayer. I think they should be well and truly able to stand up and support likes of farmers of our small businesses at this stage who need short term money. Could you please confirm the date, time and venue for that very important meeting where people will have an opportunity to meet with the European Union election candidates? Yes, John, that European MEP election candidate meeting is in Springfield Hall, Mallow, on Tuesday night, April the 30th at 8pm. And then on the following day, Wednesday, there's a major Brexit beef rally protest in Blackrock Castle, Cork. Saturday at 8.30am in the morning with the rally at 1030 and I would ask all farmers to try and attend that if they can at all. Thank you very much indeed, Mr John Coughlin, IFA Munster Chairman. Thank you, John. Thanks very much. Thanks very much, John. Farm Talk on C103 with John O'Connor. Up to 200 people turned out on Friday, 26th of April 2019 to celebrate the official opening of Dairy Gold's new co-op superstores at New Inn between Care and Cashel in Tipperary. The new store is part of an €11.5 million Euro investment by Dairy Gold, our sponsor, to enhance its retail store network, creating a modern retail offering purpose-built to serve customers' needs into the future. The investment has transformed the store's physical appearance, creating a modern shopping experience while also significantly expanding the range of goods on offer. The investment has transformed the store's physical appearance, creating a modern shopping experience while also significantly expanding the range of goods on offer. A new feed store and yard with ample parking combined to make the store an attractive option for farmers and customers across the North Munster region. Speaking at the opening on Friday, 26th of April 2019, New Inns Co-op Superstores manager Mr John Sugru said that the new co-op superstores at New Inn marked an exciting new chapter for their business. He said Dairy Gold wanted to thank their loyal customers for their patience during the works and looked forward now to serving those loyal customers and others across the wider North Munster region into the future. The Dairy Gold site at New Inn also boasts a new agri-hub for meetings and technical farm support along with its expanded grain centre. Mr John O'Carroll, Head of Retail at Dairy Gold, emphasised the significance of the new investment. He said Friday's store opening on the 26th of April 2019 was an exciting milestone in Dairy Gold's ongoing investment in their retail store network to support their members' growth into the future. He said Dairy Gold looked forward to four more new store developments in the coming 12 months. Friday's event also marked the significant redevelopment of the overall site at New Inn. Dairy Gold Chairman Mr John O'Gorman added that as Dairy Gold Chairman, 
and a Tipperary farmer himself, he was very pleased to officially open the new co-op superstore in New Inn. Through this investment, Mr O'Gorman said, Dairy Gold had made a firm commitment to the future importance of New Inn as a centre of the society's agribusiness. The overall investment in New Inn had created a state-of-the-art agribusiness hub which would be central to servicing the needs of members and customers across the North Munster region for many years to come. And that statement from the Dairy Gold chairman, Mr John O'Gorman. Co-op Superstores is the retail division of Dairy Gold Cooperative Society Limited. Co-op Superstores operates 35 stores across Munster in the counties of Cork, Limerick, Tipperary and Clare, as well as online store www coopsuperstores.ie It is Munster's largest supplier of farm inputs and also offers an extensive range of building supplies DIY, paint, fuel, electrical, household garden, pet and equine and workwear And that statement from our sponsor Dairy Gold Cooperative Society coinciding with the opening of the new store at New Inn between Care and Cashel in Tipperary on Friday 26th of April 2019, part of the £11.5 million investment by Dairy Gold in its retail store network. Joining us on the Dairy Gold Farm Talk programme, we have Mr John Fitzgerald, Munster-based agri-manager with Bank of Ireland. John, welcome to the programme. A very important upcoming event which should be of interest to all farmers. Could you please remind our listeners when and where this big event is taking place? Uh, yes, John. On uh, next Thursday night, May the 2nd at 7.30, uh, we're hosting uh, an agri-seminar uh, in association with, with IFAC accountants in the Orient House Hotel in Baden College. Um, our, um, I suppose our special guest on the night is, is Minister Michael Creed, uh, who's coming to talk about uh, the implications of Brexit and CAP 2020 for, for Irish farmers. Um, also uh, joining us on the night would be Declan McAvoy, head of tax with IFAC and, and Declan will be will be talking about tax efficient ways of rewarding labour. Um, thirdly, uh, we have a very interesting panel discussion um, uh, titled Effectively Sourcing and Managing Farm Labour and, and on our panel uh, on, the, on the evening will be Paddy Kelly from Chagas who is the co-author of the People and Dairy Project. We have Nolak Heffernan who is the Managing Director of Heffernan Consultancy who has uh, expertise in time and people management, uh, specifically dealing with, with, with farmers across the country. And we have a, a local um, dairy farmer and dairy gold supplier, John Kingston from Ballygavan, who will be giving his views uh, on farm labour from, from his own uh, perspective. I'll be speaking on behalf of Bank of Ireland in terms of looking at the funding options uh, available to farmers uh, right across County Cork. And, and the event will be chaired by Alan Jago, uh, chairman of, of AgriAware. The event is open to um, not only Bank of Ireland and IFAC clients, but to, uh, to farmers right across the county. And, um, you know, it goes ahead next Thursday night in Balancholic at, uh, in the Oriel Hotel at 7.30. John, you may have seen headlines from time to time in the recent agri-press, allegations that the banks were allegedly shutting out farmers from smaller deals, that they were in fact aiming to lend very large amounts of money. Could you perhaps clarify the situation regarding people who want to borrow 20,000 or we'll say 30 or 40,000? Are they welcome to come and discuss their needs with the Bank of Ireland? Well, yes, look, 
20, 30, 40,000 euro loans, uh, that, that's our core business in, in County Cork. Um, you know, if we look across um, our branches right across the county, um, the average loan that, that, that we would uh, lend to a farmer would be in the region of 35 to, to 40,000 euros. That's our bread and butter. 60% of all the lending we drew to our branches in County Cork is to farmers. So I would disagree with the IFA statement and I would say that we're absolutely open uh, to supporting farmers uh, with, with loan applications uh, of 20, 30, 40,000, as you mentioned yourself. Are you optimistic about the future of agriculture, bearing in mind we have these uh, temporary uncertainties vis-à-vis Brexit, etc.? Uh, to be very clear, yes, we are optimistic, but I suppose in saying that we're optimistic, we have to be realistic um, as well, and that, you know, there are... Uh, the nature of farming is that it's it's a volatile it's a volatile business. So you have you have weather challenges, you have issues with 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 price volatility, um, and uh, on an ongoing basis. And you know, look, as a bank, we understand that that's the way it is in farming, and that we we the bank need to be responsive to that. So look. There will be good days and bad days and good years and bad years ahead. And look, as a bank, we're we're prepared to to work with our with our customers and manage through those times. Um, but in general, uh, we're we're optimistic for agriculture, particularly in in Cork. Agriculture in Cork is, is hugely important. Uh, you know, to to all the local towns and local businesses, agriculture contributes hugely uh, to the. You know, you take agribusiness across Cork. You look at contractors. You look at the hardware stores, the feed merchants, the fertilizer merchants. Uh, they they depend hugely on on agriculture, and that you know that feeds into the 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 the, the whole uh, rural economy. If you look at Cork alone. 26% of all the dairy cows in the country uh, are based in Cork. So it's hugely important to, to agriculture in Ireland. It's hugely important to us in Bank of Ireland as well. And, you know, we have a huge interest and we have, you know, 15 branches right across County Cork, excluding excluding the city. Uh, over 60% of all the lending we do through those branches is the farming. So, you know, very important uh, to our business as it is to other businesses in the, in the, in the local communities. Would you have any advice, John, for younger farmers uh, just getting into farming or considering getting into farming? I said, look, the first uh, thing to say there is that, you know, um, all younger farmers have to start somewhere. And, you know, um, in terms of, of coming to the bank, we understand that. Um, and as was, you know, amongst the, 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 uh, the important things to have prepared in terms of coming to the bank is a very clear plan in terms of, of where that farmer uh, may wish to invest money. Um, and, you know, it, I think it's important that there's an element of savings that that, uh, that individual is coming to us with, with either uh, his or her own money to put into the, the proposal or has invested already into possibly stock or buildings or land previously. So, you know, that's, that, that's all a positive. I think young farmers should also take the time to to uh, look for uh, advice and get involved uh, with, with with working on, on on other farms before they go uh, and and take the, the leap themselves. They should also look to get involved in in some of the Chagas discussion groups to try and gain uh, some knowledge from uh, from from farmers that have been in that position before. And that'd be very that'd be very important. And you know, if we see if we see someone that has taken the time uh, to get involved and to develop their own education and their own knowledge, I think it, it's certainly a plus 
in terms of uh, their success in, in, in sourcing the funding that they need uh, for the farm and so on. Would you say that Bank of Ireland are in fact experiencing a strong demand from livestock farmers for stocking loans despite all the misery which is being reported? Yeah, look, we, we continue to see steady demand uh, year on year from, from livestock farmers. Um, you know, there isn't, there, it's, it's largely in line with the lending that we did to the sector in 2018. Um, I, there's no doubt about it that, you know, uh, the, the, the potential impact of, of Brexit, uh, you know, has been a, a challenge for the sector. And, you know, there's still that uncertainty uh, is not welcomed. And, you know, hopefully that will be resolved uh, sooner rather than later, uh, but you know, year to date, uh, the demand from our from from our livestock and beef farmers has been, you know, very much focused on renewing their stocking loan. Uh, typically, uh, you know, it's maybe investing in in a tractor or smaller capital items. From from the the beef farmer side, we haven't had demand from. Uh, you know, in in any large degree for purchasing land and investing in large infrastructure developments, it's been steady as you go and continuing to to invest in in renewing uh, their, their their stocking levels through stocking loans, uh, primarily. Would you say that nationally, as a nation, the borrowing rate of farmers is healthy compared to some other countries? When you compare Irish farmers against uh, their peers across Europe, uh, they're in a um, they have a huge advantage uh, compared to we'll say uh, farmers in places like Holland and Denmark and so on. Um, the average uh, debt in on European farms is is forty eight thousand per farm. Uh, the Irish debt uh, would some would be somewhere in the region of twenty five thousand, which is hugely hugely uh, modest and and you know it's it's a distinct advantage. Um, you know, in terms of managing costs uh, on farms, when you have uh, when you have low debt, debt levels, you know, you compare that with you know the average debt on a Dutch farm is somewhere in the region of uh, eight hundred and fifty to nine hundred thousand. So you know, um, Irish farming is in good stage in relation to its debt levels. That's a very reassuring. Please remind us about your very important upcoming events: the date, the venue, and the keynote speakers. Next uh, Thursday night, John, uh, in the Oriel Hotel uh, in Ballincollig at 7.30, um, our agri-seminar in association with IFAC. Um, special guest speaker is Minister for Agriculture, uh, Minister Michael Creed. Uh, amongst other speakers includes Declan McAvoy uh, from, from IFAC. Uh, we have Paddy Kelly from, from Chagask. We have Nolik Heffernan. Uh, we have uh, John Kingston. And and we have also we have Alan Jago from AgriWare. So any farmer out there who's interested in any of those topics, we look forward to, to seeing him on the night. Thank you very much indeed, Mr. John Fitzgerald, Munster-based Agri Manager, Bank of Ireland. Thank you, John, very much indeed. Thank you. Thanks, John. And that's our programme for this morning. I'm John O'Connor. Thanks to John Foot on Controls. And as always, a very special thank you to you, the listener, for tuning in. Have an enjoyable weekend. Next Agri Update on this coming Wednesday evening between 10pm and 11. Thanks for listening. Dairy Gold Agribusiness for quality feed, expert service and support you can trust. Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.